Bhagavad Gita is a book of mankind's collected experience of and answers to life's most basic questions. Who I am? From where do I come? What is my purpose and destiny? And most practically, how do I find happiness? These podcasts originate in the lectures of Neil Bhatt, a disciple of Swami Chinmayananda. They are presented here in 20 to 30 minute segments, each covering three of the Gita's 701 verses. Welcome to Gita Wisdom for Daily Living. We have been discussing chapter 8 and we are coming to the conclusion of chapter 8. Akshara Brahma Yoga, Yoga of Imperishable Brahman. So let's see what we have seen so far in Bhagavad Gita. We are almost at the midpoint of Bhagavad Gita. So the teachings in Bhagavad Gita is basically telling us that you are not this limited self and your real nature supreme self. The journey from the limited self to the supreme self is the quest of human life. So Bhagavan has indicated in chapter 1 what this limited life is like. Using Arjuna's situation that the life is not clearly divided between good and evil or situations which are black and white, but they come in various shades of gray. And to learn to deal with it is the wisdom. So Bhagavan gave Arjuna the guidance and encapsulated that guidance in Bhagavad Gita for the generations to come so that we can use the same guidance given to Arjuna for our own lives. So Bhagavan had given Arjuna in the second chapter a clear indication of what is reality and what is superimposition on the reality. Bhagavan said, we consider ourselves to be mortal beings, but we are immortal beings identified with mortal bodies. This identification is creating all the confusion. So the goal of life is to get rid of this ignorance about the Supreme Self. And chapter 2 define a man of wisdom, Stitha Pragna, the one who has balanced his mind and he can see the situation clearly without getting tainted by the situation. So Bhagavan has given that wisdom in a nutshell to Arjuna. We learned that what we consider ourselves are not really ourselves. We are not limited beings. We are immortal beings identified with mortal bodies. The Bhagavan gave that advice to Arjuna. A man of wisdom, he sees this clearly because of the purification of his internal instrument, his antaratma, that the self is different than this body, mind and intellect. And the one who is not attached, who is desireless, he will achieve this wisdom. The path then given in the following chapter, how to act in this world without any desires or attachment. So chapter 3 gave us Karma Yoga, gave a simple indication that we have no control over the results of our actions, but we do have right to act. I have right to act, but I cannot anticipate a particular result. And therefore, 
I should act without any anticipation or expectation. That's the simple first step. The second step in chapter 4, Bhagavan said, that you should come to the understanding the self is not the doer. You, the self, that you call I, is not participating in any activity. Activities are performed by the body, mind, and intellect, the matter reacting with matter. But the self is not involved. And therefore, in chapter 5, he says, you should give up the sense of agency, that I am the doer, the sense of doership, that everything is happening at the body level, at the mind level, at the intellect level, but I is not involved. I am not doing anything. I is not participating in any of these activities. And chapter 6 then culminated in Dhyana Yoga, the Yoga of Meditation. That how can I contemplate on the real self? The thoughts of the same species, of the same type, when we direct towards the goal, is called meditation. The meditation is to constantly think about the Supreme Self that I am. My Atma is none other than the Paramatma. That thought constantly is meditation. So Bhagavan has defined meditation, path of meditation, techniques of meditation, chapter 6. The second segment of Bhagavad Gita, as we have discussed many times, is about the Supreme Self. First segment of Bhagavad Gita was about Tvam, part of Tattvamasi. The next six chapters are all about Tat, that, Supreme. We define Tvam, which is right now identified as little ego. Tat is the Supreme Self. And if I have to contemplate on that, I need to understand the nature of the Supreme Self. So in seventh chapter, we learn the two aspects of that supreme reality. One is the lower prakriti, which is made of this eightfold manifestation. Bhumi, apaha, analaha, vayu, kam. That we can see, perceive through our senses is the representation of that lower prakriti. Other than this lower prakriti, higher prakriti, which becomes the knower of this lower prakriti. The self in us becomes the knower, is the unmanifest aspect of that self. However, Bhagavan said, my real nature is beyond this too, and that is veiled by Maya. That real nature is not available to all of us because it is veiled by Maya. So what is Maya? Bhagavan has defined that that Maya is the total conditioning of Ishvara. The total conditioning of Ishvara is Maya, and that Maya, when operates in my level, it becomes ignorance, avidya. So this avidya is not letting me cross the Maya itself. So in chapter 8, Bhagavan has given us the means to overcome this Maya. So we have started this chapter 8 with clear definitions of all these terms we come across. 
So we have learnt that the supreme reality is veiled by Maya and this projection of the multitude of beings and multitude of realities in physical world is projected through Maya. In the very first verse, Arjuna asks question which basically defines all these terms for us. What is Brahman? What is Adhyatma? What is Karma? What is Adhibhuta? And what is Adhidaiva? And what is Adhiyagna? So we want to clarify for our understanding that if you want to contemplate on the Supreme Self, then we need to understand the differentiation between Adhibhuta, Adhidaiva and Brahman. So Brahman is the Supreme Reality, one without the second. Adhibhuta is the perishable nature of the reality which we experience. And Adhidaivam is my own Swabhava. When it operates through me, it becomes Adhidaivam. And Bhagavan in the end said that I alone is the Adhiyagnam. All the experiences which you experience at an individual level is experienced by none other than the Supreme Self. Because the self is real, everything else is nothing but superimposition on it. And therefore, Bhagavan says that you must identify with the Supreme Self to get over this Maya, the superimposition. In the discussion, what happens at the time of departure from this level of my existence? So we have seen that the, the two terms we have learned so far. Antakala and Prayanakala. Antakala is my preparation time. I have to prepare for this journey. This existence is limited, which is given, but there will be another existence right after that. So if I was not really satisfied with the existence that I am in, then I'm obviously looking for better existence next time. So we want to say what could be that better existence is dependent on how you prepare and how you end this existence. Whatever you are thinking at the time of your departure, that's the destination you will reach. So Bhagavan said, therefore you think about me all the time. That destination which will have the ultimate happiness that you are seeking. That the world without sorrow world without any limitations, world without any conditioning. And we have seen that that world is only at the level of Brahman. So we have seen that all the loka up to the Brahma's world of repeated return. So that's called the, the path of repeated return. So we have seen that Maya, the prism of Maya has three aspects, the tamas, Rajas and Sattva. Any existence is nothing but a permutation combination of these three gunas. If I am at a level where tamas is, is predominant, then I am at the level of complete ignorance. When I rise from that level to the next level, then obviously the Rajas increases and then tamas reduces. If I rise on further, then the sattva increases, rajas diminishes and tamas diminishes. I can go all the way up to the level of pure sattva. 
But as long as I am in that rajas and tamas, then I have to come back to the level of existence which has beginning and end, which is the path of repeated return. But once said there is a path which is of no return, which you have to cross this prakriti, this maya. When you cross this prakriti, then there is no existence where you have to come back to this mortal existence, which is called path of no return. Those two paths are described in last few verses. And the confusion obviously was, is there a particular time? Is there a particular moment? Is there a particular method in which one can depart and not return or return to this? And those two paths we had been discussing, which is Agnihi, Jyotihi, Aha, Shuklaha, Sanmasa, Uttarayanam, Tatra Prayata, Gachanti, Brahma, Brahma, Vido, Janaha. This path is called Devayan, the divine path, path which leads me to no return. That the path of fire, light, daytime, bright fortnight, the six months of the northern solstice, Following this path, men who know Brahman go to Brahman. Men who know Brahman. The wise people who acquired this knowledge. Therefore, we are going through Gnana Vignana Yoga. Knowledge about my Supreme Self is Gnana and applying it in my life to get over these limitations is Vignana. So, Bhagavan said the one who has applied this he is following the bright path. And these are probably symbolically indicated in Upanishads. Or how our mind sees this world. So when our mind is cheerful, we associate with a bright and sunny atmosphere. So there is a climate outside, and there is a climate inside my mind. Those two are related to each other, but not really connected with each other. Climate outside may be very bright and sunny, but my mind inside may be very gloomy. That will not let me enjoy the world outside. But if I can synchronize this, then obviously I can say that my mind is feeling the same atmosphere which is outside, inside. And maybe that's what was indicated here. If I can keep my mind in the same bright atmosphere of knowledge, and then leave this existence, then I will achieve the state of Brahman. Brahma Vido Janaha. People who know Brahman will always be following this bright path. And one who knows Brahman, he obviously is not going to desire for anything less than Brahman. If I have known that I own a billion dollar trust fund somewhere, Obviously, I want to achieve that and not go for a smaller gains in life. So, those who have known this ultimate goal of achieving that state of imperishableness, they will follow the path of Brahman. So, that the path was identified as Uttarayanam or Devayanam. Then, the contrast to that, the path which we typically associate with is labeled as Dakshinayanam or Pitrayanam. So the path of ancestors or the southern path. 
that path in contrast to the previous one is the path followed by people who are not aware of the nature of brahma who are not realized that there is there is an existence without any conditioning as we have said the conditioning at my individual level is avidya avidya is the ignorance about myself has created this conditioning by identification with body mind and intellect space identifying with walls floor and ceiling creates itself as a room space i the self identifying this body mind and intellect created this jiva as the limited entity existing in this pluralistic world and when i leave this body this existence with that understanding only that i am a limited being trying to achieve the higher standard of living and i'll reach that stage but when i exhaust my punya then i'll come back to start working at it again that's basically the path of return i have to work for 50 weeks for two weeks vacation once two weeks vacation is over i have to start working for another 50 weeks or for two more weeks of vacation but if i retire completely then there is no 50 weeks working left so the goal and therefore in our life we always have the final goal of retirement so you are working towards your retirement not working towards two weeks of vacation but we are so attached to work itself that we never leave this work even after retirement i come back and work at something else so bhagwan says that the path of repeated return dumo ratrihi tatha krishnah sanmasa dakshinayanam tatra chandramasam jyotihi yogi prapya nivartate the yogi which goes through this path yogi means the one who is desirous of doing good so the distinction made here is doing good with complete understanding and meditation on the supreme self is the path of no return doing good without understanding of my own self and meditating on this limited self i am this body i am this mind is a path of return is such a person returned back to the same level of existence sukla krishne gatihi ete sasvate mate ekaya yati anavrittim anyaya avartate punah these two paths exist forever right from the beginning for all beings who come into existence as individuals for them there are two paths either they can keep coming back or they can liberate themselves from this limitations bhagwan just clearly says that one is going to liberate you the other one is going to bind you to repeated return na ete suti partha janan yogi mohiyati kashchana if i did not know that two paths exist then obviously i know that i only one direct one path i keep doing one thing and then i'll keep getting the same result i keep keep doing good without understanding why i am doing it and what is my end goal is i keep coming back to the same state of existence it is more like going in circles i put all the effort but i end up at the same spot 
if I know my direction, if I know my ultimate goal, then I can make progress towards that. So Bhagavan said, the yogi who knows both the paths, he will never get confused by it. If I have clearly known my destination, then I will not take the wrong route. I know there are various routes, but the right route is the shortest route which will take me to my destination. He said, therefore, tasmat sarveshu kaleshu yoga yuktum bhava arjuna. The Bhagavan has been clearly giving indication to Arjuna what to do. He keeps saying that tasmat sarveshu kaleshu maam anusmara and yudhyacha. Constantly think about me, me the supreme self, me the real reality, and yudhyacha, and employ yourself in betterment of your self. And therefore, Bhagavan Tathmat Sarvesu Kali says, Yoga Yukta Bhava Arjuna. Therefore, always remain established in knowledge that myself is the Supreme Self. My self is no different than a Paramatma. My Atma is no different than a Paramatma. That Yoga, Bhagavan says, has to be remembered at all times. Because if you forget that, then you will fall into this path of return. And therefore, Bhagavan says, remember that. Vedeshu, Yagneshu, Tapahasachu, Eva. Daneshu, Yat Punyafalam Pradishtam. Atyeti Tat Sarvam Idam Viditva Yogi Paramsthanam Upeti Cha Adhyam. All throughout my life, I had been working towards better state of existence. And therefore, we have done all these things. I have acquired knowledge. I have done good work, I have employed myself into selfless activities, all that is so Vedeshu by knowledge of Veda, Yagneshu by performing Yagna, Tapahasu by performing austerities, Daneshu by giving charity. This is what we have learned is the path of good. Yet Punyafalam Pradishtam that the punyas which you incur, the good merits which you enjoy. I work hard in my life, I acquire good things. Then I try to enjoy them. So Bhagavan said, there may be a higher and higher level of existence, but atyeti tat sarvamidam, but greater than all these gains which you can get from this, yogi paramsthanam upeti cha adhyam, but the yogi, who goes through the path of Shreyas, this path of Devayan, the path of no return, he gets the highest reward of attaining the Supreme Self, that imperishable state of existence. And therefore, Arjuna, remember that all the time and follow that path. We'll stop right here. If you find this podcast helpful, please support it by donating any amount by going to the episode's website at neilbutt.podbean.com or at chinmayarichmond.org. Thank you. Om Sarve Bhavantu Sukina Sarve Santu Niramayaha Sarve Bhadrani Pashyantu Makaschid Dukkha Bhagbhavet
शांति 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 हरि ओ श्री गुरुभ्यो नम हरि ओ